So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. It's the return of what Jin's talking about. Only on the Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Christ. Here with me each and every week is Greg Benevent. Hello. We are here. First off, we should say, you know, keep listening to the Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every each and every day, all throughout the day, there's new pods, new points of view, and we're the we're just a part of it. We're the ones that come and after everyone does their takes, we come and sweep it all up and and, and clean out the clean out the mess. Yeah, I don't we're know. the dustbin of takes. Yes, we are the we're the dustbin. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Steeler Nation. <laughs> You know, hey, if you're listening, you're 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 already a better fan than the yes. people I see out there on social media because we're mm-hmm. hanging tough. We're like yes. Joey McIntyre hanging tough through this season. Uh, wow, uh, that was a, that was a new kid. Oh, I, I, oh, I know, I oh, know. Okay. I, that's why I said wow. All right, shall we just shall we just dive? Let's just dive right into the tweets. Sure, or fall into them face first. One of two. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's Ben's fault. That was mm-hmm. that would seem to be the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there were there were two choruses throughout the, the, mm-hmm. in the aftermath of this uh, this ridiculous loss to the Packers. But mm-hmm. you know, let's get to first. It, it was Ben's fault. And if and actually, if you looked on Twitter uh, after the game, the autofill searches. If you typed in Ben Roethlisberger into the autofill, Twitter gave you the result. Ben Roethlisberger washed. Wow. I'm always so glad that of the two of us, you are the one that does these things. <laughs> so you know right off the bat where, uh, where, you know, where Twitter was coming from. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. At Shane Kubas. Plenty of people already saying it, but Ben is killing the offense right now. And then that goes, hey, let's just let's just str- string through a couple here. At sure. Grammy Unit 2005, <laughs> Big Ben bringing down the whole organization. They don't owe Big Ben anything. How about... At AeroDB, every week it's more and more obvious that Big Ben is the weakest link of this team. Loyalty is great, but 90% of the fan base knew it was over for him last year. Wow. I mean, you know, we got a lot. We got a lot of Ben hate to get through. But we're, we're, let's start right off the top. There mm-hmm. uh, is is Ben bringing down the whole organization. Is this Ben? Is, is he holding up this house of cards? Uh, I, I uh, did Ben play well? No. Did Ben have a great game? No. I I find it hard to believe it's all entirely his fault. But I, I, every time I read one of these tweets, I know it's just a person going, ah. That's what all of these translate to. It's just someone seeing another incomplete pass and going, ah. And and again, if you want to replace Ben, oh man, you do that and the whole season's over. You do that you do that as soon as there is no other way out. That is hitting the ejector seat. That's the the red alarm that blows up the rest of the enterprise. <laughs> that is uh that is all you, as soon as you do that, there's no coming back from it. So, I I mean, I understand the frustration. I I'm not sure I understand the mind reading of plenty of people already saying and 90 percent of the fan base 90 percent 90 percent what a scientific study this uh, uh this person typed out here but yeah as i i understand the frustration and i share it I, again i find it hard i struggled to blame all of it on the entire offensive line last week i'm not going to blame it all on one dude this week <laughs> 
good good point good point uh let's 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 keep this, this the tweet the tweet train going here we've mm. got at jason barkezi mm. bench roethlisberger now his time is done let's keep that train going we've got at joe alex pitt why 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 get roethlisberger out of the field he is making the team a bad team oh he mm. is making the he team. is making yes it's it's a lot of hot takes and a distinct lack of periods in this tweet. At cool as CJ, Big Ben will hang it up soon. A, a mid a mid season retirement. A mid season retirement. Wow, this is again the mind reading on Twitter is just absolutely incredible. I don't know why any of us ever had a psychic hotline. But regardless, it uh, will Ben hang it up soon. Sure, next year. I mean, I, no matter what happens, it's not. Again, I, I, as soon as you bench Roethlisberger, there's no way out of that. That's driving into a tunnel and hoping there's light on the other side. These people that think that Ben is bad now, imagine if he quit mid-season and hung Uh it up. I mean, that would be the lead story, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. That would hang over everything forever. It'd be much, much worse than, like, remember when Andrew Luck jogged across the field retiring (laughs) at that preseason game? Like, this would be that uh, tenfold. um, Didn't someone retire at halftime for the Eagles or the yeah, but it wasn't a quarterback. It was it was I forget it. I forget. I want to say it was like a linebacker or something. But yes, that was there was a guy that retired at halftime. And again, that was we don't remember the name, but we remember the player and that this happened. We'll never forget it for the rest of our lives. And that was some dude that was like a ham and egg. Imagine what it would be for again an all time great and an easy Hall of Famer. As any all time great, and I can't even think of in any sport, in any field, in any art, has ever an all time great stepped out and just and just gave it up before uh, before you know all the before all the eggs were counted. I mean, literally, the, and this shows my. I mean, I wasn't around for it, but like Johnny Rotten and the Sex Pistols, like I got. That's how ridiculous this is that you can't think of so few of those. Like it's Jim Brown went to go make movies. I mean, it's you have to think of all these preposterous examples that are only kind of sports related at best. It's again. And I understand the frustration. I get where these people are coming from. But just because you're frustrated doesn't mean you have to publicly say something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about at BTLT pods? Hmm. At what point do the Steelers do the humane thing and euthanize Big Ben? They like wow. what are they going to like bring out the cart while he's I, still healthy? I, I, I guess it, it, it's they use like cattle prods to get him on it. It um yeah I I I I, I struggle a little bit with being I, like I keep saying I understand the frustration. I'm not sure I understand it so much that you start bringing out this kind of deadly language. But sure, <laughs> I it, it, again I'm frustrated too, and and Ben's as frustrated as the rest of you. But man, I I can't see even approaching the idea of benching him because at that point there's no turning the ship around i can't bench the old war horse yet <laughs> right right thank you i agree how about at gene bromberg there's no reason not to put rudolph out there let's see if rudolph mm. can make a few plays oh man can you imagine the first thing if they if they were to do this imagine the first time rudolph throws an interception what that would be like it would be it would be the end of the world it would be oh man they'd start calling for haskins they'd start trying to get duck off the rams practice squad or whatever it was again once you once you open this hole in the submarine the water just keeps rushing in man at marriage blog guy interesting mm-hmm. uh, interesting side job there mm-hmm. uh watching ben is like watching these late in his career eastwood movies tough 
What uh, what Eastwood movie is Ben right now? Uh, 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 I mean, you know, I haven't seen it, but I'm, by the title, Cry Macho makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go with that. And and I kind of agree with somebody. Somebody's late Eastwood movies are tough. I mean, that one, you know, it's the old John Mulaney joke about how in The Mule, Eastwood had two different, you know, uh, relationships with multiple women throughout the film being some <laughs> 90 years old. I mean, that I, I actually agree with this take. It is kind of like watching somebody's old Eastwood, newer Eastwood movies. Isn't isn't this really more like million dollar baby mm. you know it's uh sure mm. it, it's you know it's not his best performance but you know he's out there with with the next uh generation of of uh superstars he's the guy in the corner this time and 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 of course just like million dollar i don't want to spoil it but let's just say Steeler season might uh, end up as <laughs> as sad as million dollar baby <laughs> Uh, it very well could end, and in just a very uh, abrupt kind of injury. But uh, I will say, I was as soon as you mentioned Million Dollar Baby, I was also hoping that Ben, like the rest of the team, could be uh, brought up by a better ensemble cast. <laughs> oh, that deserves a. Uh, well, that's, there, okay. there we go. <laughs> how about uh, how about at Chris Muller PGH, mm. of course, from the so-called fan. <laughs> I don't want Ben Roethlisberger to ever start another game for the Steelers. Hey, that's how you get people to listen to the radio. You put that on the Twitter, they're going to call. They're either going to because they're going to either retweet you and then they're going to read that and they're calling to either vociferously agree with you or vehemently disagree. That's that's how you if, if you're start looking to start a professional career in radio. This is the kind of hot take you can throw out there. Besides, it's not like you're even making a prediction and that anyone's ever going to hold you accountable for that. That's just drawing up business. <laughs> how about our own? Our own BTCS blue check mark at Michael Beck. Hmm. I honestly don't even think I'll be sad when Ben retires anymore. It's not even fun to watch these games anymore. Well, what I will say to that is that when Ben does finally retire, there is going to be like this great rush of whether they do well the rest of the season or not. There is going to be a, a sense of relief. It's it's going to be very it, it's it, if you remember what it was like with Polamalu at the end. That was tough to watch, too. And as soon as he retired, then your mind immediately went back to all the great plays, all the great moments. And you kind of forget about, you know, him barely being able to catch up with, like, the Falcons. Well, the Falcons, I can remember uh, a a late, uh, I don't know if it was a late December, but a December game against the Bengals where Mm. Andy Dalton was uh, rushing into the end zone. And, you know, TP, who used to catch running backs in the backfield on those plays, couldn't catch up to an Andy Dalton to meet him at the goal line right so. see my mind already blocked that because i'd forgotten about that because when he retired all i could remember was making you know interceptions by just his fingernails or however that would happen so i mean i i do half agree with that take i mean it's i i, I it's it, it, it's not pleasant to watch the offense like this i mean it's it's i'll be sad when ben retires because it'll mean i will be getting old and that you know that this era will have ended but uh, i i don't i i do agree in that i will not be sad to watch ben struggle to go through this anymore okay okay so you and you and beck might be uh, halfway i I go halfway i mean it it is still fun to watch these games i do think ben can be better than what we've seen but uh because there was nothing more fun than the duck season which we knew was going to be was not going to end in the super Bowl. oh we knew it was going to end tragically it was very much like you know like you were having a fling with somebody that was going to go back to their spouse i mean you knew (laughs) that was going to end at any moment badly but for a while it was a hoot okay how about this from uh, at Blitz videos, do you think the Steelers put Ben on injured reserve and label him hurt at some point this year? Now, this isn't completely outrageous. Right. Not that they're going to label him hurt when he's not, but I think that 
the situation at QB1 will resolve itself naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. I mean, I the only way this happens is if, like, Ben does get hurt, but to the point where, like, he would miss multiple games anyway, and it just comes to the question of would you want to come back for the rest of the season? I mean, it's as it, someone that's seen Roethlisberger enough press releases and talks, there's no way that, like, like Ben's going to agree to this and then or even be mildly upset with it and then not somehow drop it or strongly imply that, uh, uh, you know, we're making this up. So could I see this kind of thing happening? Sure. But it's going to come in the wake of an actual significant injury. Yeah. Which which at this pace we're seeing. uh, I mean, I don't know. It might might be by the end of practice. Yes, exactly. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's get to, uh, you know, we talk so much about Ben. We got to move on. But let's get to uh, three polls, which I which I thought uh, kind of sum up the state of of uh, QB1 right now at mm. Bradley Locker who mm. should be the Steelers starting quarterback next week 43% Haskins <laughs> 32% Mace 25% Ben we've got the same poll from at aggravated John okay. and they've got 38% Haskins mm-hmm. 31% Ben mm. 8% not definitely not a Mason fan 8% yeah. Ben and then uh, the same poll from at Renegade Table, fifty-one uh, percent Ben. The only wow. the only one that says Ben out there, wow. and then thirty-five percent Haskins. So wow. what, uh, what what does that tell you about the fan base? With well, these, with I, polls? I mean, it's it's as as crazy as some of the polls are to be like, hey, forty-three percent Haskins. It is like somewhat gratifying to see that in multiples of these polls, Mason at least finishes a distant third. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I'd, I want to see him before Haskins, and should something happen to Ben, absolutely, Mason will be the one that goes in there. But uh, but having you know, but seeing Ben at thirty-one percent one, fifty-one percent at the other does think like, hey, there are people that at least if they don't follow this team all the time, at least they follow how this team tends to do business. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough about Ben. Uh, we've said all we can say. Let's move on to those who say that it's not Ben's fault, starting with my coach, okay. Bill Cowher. He said this at halftime of the okay. game. So he didn't get the full 60 minute picture. But at mm-hmm. halftime, he said Ben can still make good throws. It's his mobility in the pocket that's limiting. And let me, let me just follow that up with, uh, we've got, this is from at Steeler 560, you know, mm-hmm. Vince Williams, James Harrison, Jerome Bettis, Merrill Hodge are all telling you that Ben is Ben, you know, and the fan base is out there saying otherwise. Well, I, I, I one, I, I can, I, I didn't see Cowher say that, but I can automatically picture how he said it with his getting that kind of faraway look in his eyes when he does. But I, I do want to say that the next point, the next tweet is very telling about, you know, between Vince Williams, James Harris, and Jerome Bettis, uh, and even Merrill, if each, if each of them did believe that Ben was the problem, they would tell you. Like, they're not the ones that would hold it back to themselves. They're not, you know, jeopardizing their relationship with the team and Ben going forward. If they believed that Roethlisberger was the whole problem or even the majority of the problem, they would let you know. So we're, we're, we're seeing the people in his corner are definitely, you know, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Does it have something to do, you know, are they just sticking up for his friend or mm-hmm. you really think that, you know, Vince Williams would go out there and blast Ben? I, I think if Vince Williams believed that Ben was the problem, he would. I, I, I take each of these people at their word. I have no reason not to in this particular circumstance. All right. So uh, let's keep going on those who say it's not Ben's fault. We've okay. got uh, we've got at NFL draft bites. Hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster getting outplayed by James Washington and isn't even close to the player of Deontay Johnson. Was it is it was Juju to blame? 
Uh, I mean, I don't feel qualified to speak on who is to blame when a wide receiver doesn't catch the ball. I mean, I just know from listening to Charlie Batch, they always said if you got two hands on the ball, you should have caught it. It, um, I, I do, just looking at this draft bites person, I say Steelers would have been smarter to add to the offensive line than retain Juju. Uh, maybe. I also think they might have believed this offensive line was going to be a little bit better than it was. It, I, it, here's the thing. If I can't blame Ben as one person for bringing this all down, I certainly can't blame the the slot receiver <laughs> who's out there uh sacrificing the body whenever right. we see him you oh know, yeah he's always he might be the most physical offensive player on the team other than not i mean he is just great about fighting through people he really is all right how okay so if it's not ben and it's not juju how about the d we've got a lot of mm. we got a lot of d tweets here's at silvestro tonin steelers oh, d most overrated in the nfl uh follow that up with at joey Almeida whispers, the mm. defense is just as much of a problem as the offense. Ooh. And then same same, same track, at Charles C. 70, defense is sucking right now. Not as much as the offense, but close. Mm. Was defense... Defense was the problem, or was it? I think it's it wasn't great in that game. I, I I do think it's interesting. The first take Steelers D is most overrated in the NFL, and I think that it, the the reason you might feel that is because they looked so good in the first week. Yeah, I mean that's there have been injuries and attrition and such since then. Um, you know, I, I, it, giving up five consecutive scoring drives anywhere is not good. I mean, even to someone as great as Aaron Rodgers, even in Lambeau Field, it. Um, I mean, I, I I wasn't like happy to see that, but again, the short fields. Uh, you know, was the defense, did the defense play a great game? No, but you know, as soon as the game ended, we kind of got all that stuff out about how TJ was maybe a little more hurt and not a hundred percent as perhaps we thought. And, uh, you know, and the rest of the defensive line and much of the secondary, uh, yeah, the secondary linebackers is all guys that, uh, maybe necessarily wouldn't be out there in uh, better circumstances. So was the defensive problem? And could it, could the defense have been better? Yeah, hopefully, but, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm willing to put, uh, I'm willing to put a share of the blame on the defense, sure. All right, well, let me let me frame it like this. You okay. can frame it however the hell you want to frame it. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, Coach. Uh, PFF had the had the scores. Devin Bush with a PFF grade. This for the whole season, not just the game, mm-hmm. 49.6. Mm. And Minka... 29.9 do you do you believe in pff ratings uh, uh i don't uh, first i'm even gonna ask these are out of 100 correct um you know we've never seen a, a hundred oh, but... okay okay but that's okay but that's the ideas they're supposed to be a hundred okay um you know devin bush hasn't been as great as we'd hope but i with with someone like a middle linebacker i always assume that he's doing things that you know that aren't going to tell to someone necessarily like me it uh could both of them have been better sure but uh, again i i find it very very hard to believe in anyone's uh, uh grades that go to one tenth of a percentage based <laughs> on a football game this if I don't believe it in Madden, I'm certainly not going to believe it from this. They couldn't even round up to 30 for Minka? Come right, on, right, 29.9? Right. That's, that's true. 29.9. 30 at least looks like you're trying. 29.9 looks like you didn't even show up for class. Well, we've got a lot of defense to blame. How about at Briani Boy 12 who I think mm. it might be the biggest Ben hater on Twitter, uh, says, wow, that Joe Schobert steal 
keeps looking better. Was uh, oh, was man. Joe Schobert not the man that we thought he wasn't? I mean, I I, 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 I I always come back to with Joe Schobert, no matter how out of place he looks at some plays, and sometimes he does. I can just, like, I, I, every time you see Joe Schobert miss a catch or not quite make the play, my mind automatically inserts Spillane four yards away from the guy <laughs> making the catch. <laughs> well, well, what a, well, let's, hey, we got more blame. What about? Okay. At stronger underscore steel. Mm. I think we have I think we already mentioned them once. Yeah. TJ Watt has been a non factor today. Uh, you know, you're, you need your defensive player of the year to be more than than just another helmet. Right? Certainly. It's and even if he is hurt, I mean, it's if he's going to be out there, you need him to play better. I mean, it's certainly understandable that he wasn't 100 percent. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the thing is, T.J. Watt's bar is, is only ever going to be compared against what T.J. Watt has already done, which is extraordinary. So him getting two sacks is always going to be like an ah. Uh, kind of game if they don't win if he doesn't get the big game changing strip sack you know all right well you know there's there's we've we've gone through a lot of a lot of blame but there's <laughs> there's more to get to uh we've got to take we got to take our little commercial break so let's get the theme song pumping we'll be back with uh you know there's hyperbole there's hypotheticals there's blocked field goals there's uh there's even some good news uh, through all that off the field, but uh, <laughs> and of course the return of Vince Williams on Twitter. Hey. But so hey, let's pay these bills. We'll be right back on what Jen's talking about. <clears throat> All right. Yes, it's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. Uh, before the break, we promised the return of Vince Williams. And that's right. Vinny Vitti Vici 98 was back on Twitter with uh, uh, some good insight. If you mm-hmm. ask me, let's get to the tweets. Mm-hmm. Ben is Ben. Stopped acting like y'all don't know who Ben is. Mm. Is this Ben is uh, a, a all-time Hall of Famer, or Ben is the guy throwing four yards per attempt. Uh, I, I think it's. It, I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to read entirely Vince's meaning out of like 13 words here, but I think it, it means that you know uh, uh, the the mind of a Hall of Famer in the body of someone that is already enshrined in the Hall of Fame five years after retirement. It. Um, I, I think you know he's still imagining that he could still be the great player, even if you don't always necessarily see it. I will say I was so glad to see Vince back on Twitter. I have told Kyle privately that, that my dream guest for this podcast is Vince Williams. Who is more qualified to opine on Steelers Twitter than this man? Are you listening, Vince? Uh, get down, get on the show, okay? Because you've got that stuff that we don't have that uh, some people call the gabagool. All right. <laughs> Vince also had this to say: mm-hmm. No way. He's talking about the first pass to uh, Juju that Ben okay. missed. Okay. No way that was overthrown. Mm. If the if the I'm sorry, we're talking about the second pass. Okay. No way the first pass was overthrown. If the first one was caught. The second one wouldn't matter. True number one wideouts make that catch. Uh, I feel, again, compelled to defer to Vince Williams here on account of him, you know, having actually tackled people that made this catch or didn't make it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not qualified to talk about that. Vince <laughs> certainly is. It, it makes sense to me. It, I, I was struck by how many people took that as like a personal attack on Juju and not Vince simply speaking his mind about what he saw. Well, because he had to follow it up. He says, OK, see so y'all on my head. So ask yourself this. Would A.B. have caught it? 
I mean, it's it, it's easy for me to say yes several years after having seen AB play for my team. It uh, I, I don't know about, you know, what AB looks like today. I mean, I know he's playing well with Brady and, and the Buccaneers, but I also don't know how many throws Brady is throwing over AB's head where he's having to go get them like that. He had one at the corner of the end zone, which oh, did he? Oh, okay. which uh, he didn't hold on to. Oh. But I was just like, man, <laughs> if AB brings that down, it's just like, man, we should have never got rid of him. Well, it, he he left. It yeah. wasn't they got rid yeah. of him. He left. I know. And, and 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 we and we learned after the fact how much Tomlin really bent over backwards right. to kind of break his standard to accommodate mm. a player like him. Just one more reason, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why uh, why Coach T is who's coaching this ball club. Mike T. Tell him, Bryant. <laughs> That's right. I just wanted to get that in. Uh, uh, one more thing from from uh, Vince Williams here. Mm-hmm. Great job, show. He's talking about Schobert. Mm-hmm. I know how hard that play was. Most people don't. He's talking mm-hmm. about breaking up uh, past uh, the the. He's talking about his play, his pass defense. I honestly, I assumed he could have been talking about any of these plays. I mean, I, <laughs> I, all of that makes sense to me. It. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, I I love Vince Williams. He was one of my favorite Steelers. I have a '98 Hampton jersey, and I I very just as easily could have put Williams on it. But I I'm also more comfortable with Schobert, you know, covering these guys downfield than Vince Williams and what he was in that last year or so. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Like, good. Good point. Good point. Like, <gasps> but uh, you know, but I do miss. I've, that the run defense. Oh man, Woo! he was amazing. He could, always would have been. I mean, it's that he still would have been great with, and they could use that, especially with Alou Hart now. You know, you know, Spillane isn't getting any snaps on defense, oh, geez, and yeah. I almost wonder, you know, after seeing uh, Aaron Jones kind of just. You know, oh, just keep running on that other side. Yeah. yeah, I mean the holes, the holes. I could drive my Pontiac Catalina <laughs> through uh, some of the holes in that line. I saw. Okay, we got to move on. Uh, you know, more, more, more hyperbole. The hyperbole monster strikes back in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's get to. Let's just briefly get to mm-hmm. one. We have a whole. We have a whole page of <laughs> hyperbole. Of but let's just get to at Alex. T. Atkinson. Mm. I think Tomlin should hit the panic button. How close are we to the panic button? Uh, I think the panic button is one of those words we need a clear definition for. (laughs) What is the panic button for each of us? Is the panic button, hey guys, this is bad. We all have to do something about it. Is the panic button destroy everything and start all over again? You know, put Haskins out there and start playing all the backups and rest all the starters for next season. I I, I would need to have to hear what the panic button is. If the To me, the panic button means, wow, I'm really concerned about this in that case then yes i feel like the panic button if the panic button is blow everything up no don't hit the panic button leave it at staples where you can get it for like six bucks it's really overpriced the, you know. the, the panic button can really oh, only the mean button. Yeah, the, the easy button i get them it's red so anyway you were saying i'm yeah. just the, the panic button to me it can only be we're taking ben out is there anything else you could do i i i, I can't no that's you're right that's the only clear definition of what the panic button could be unless yeah unless it's just like play all the offensive line backups instead of the rookies but is that really a clear definition of the panic button i think i think you've mostly nailed it yeah i mean you know we're not going to fire a coordinator we're not going right. to you know yeah. we're, we're not going to uh start playing you know jumbo packages out there right. i mean <laughs> You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Enough enough hyperbole. There you go. We're going to get it every week. Let's go to, uh, you know, we're. I guess we're in the bargain. Is it the bargaining portion of? Uh, of- yeah, well, yeah, it's it's what is it? It's grief. No, it's denial, anger, bargaining, 
something something acceptance i forget but well it, yeah we're far from don't e- come here for your uh, uh how the grief cycle works we're That's far from we're acceptance here uh, let, let's get into some of the hypotheticals here's at blitz videos okay the steelers should have traded for sam darnold this past off season oh boy was that was that on the cards at all uh, I, no because i guess you got to take the big darnold contract remember every time someone would bring that up on twitter and someone else would point out about how much darnold would cost and I mean, sure, the Panthers are doing uh, are doing well right now, but uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, it's we're, we're still we're five games in, right? Right. I, can see I the mean, Panthers. It's, it's, it, again, and they're doing better than the Steelers, and it's certainly not fun for me to cast dispersions on a team that's playing better. But like, I, I, I for one, will be surprised if the Panthers are like really hanging in there in the playoffs or and, the force in the NFC. And they just lost their star. Uh, you know, running back, right? So, oh, geez. didn't um, I? You know, well, I should. I guess I, I should check my fantasy lineup before I <laughs> before I say that. Check, please check with your fantasy site of purpose before uh, trusting the advice of Kyle Christ. All right, um, another another hypothetical here. Please. At PFF, our, our favorite uh, grading mm. system. Don't okay. worry, Steelers fans. Malik Willis is on the way. Oh, man. You might have to finish with a third worst record in football at least to get Willis. I mean, I know they keep saying he's going to go like fifth or something, but I'd be surprised. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I remember being as, as much because my old man went to Miami of Ohio. So we watched Roethlisberger in college on TV. And even then we were like, wow, this is great. I don't know if this is going to translate to the show. <laughs> and if that's one thing to say that about Miami of Ohio, I imagine something else to say that about liberty yeah, yeah. Uh, how about at only charles underscore okay hey art rooney you better throw every weapon all the money you have on the table for aaron Rodgers when mm. his time is up in green bay uh, a lot of people think seem to think that you know just because rogers uh you know flirted with coach once that means that they're obviously uh lovers and friends it would be fun. I mean, I'd love to have Aaron Rodgers at Pittsburgh. I mean, according to my mother and aunt, the guy did a decent job hosting Jeopardy. He's always been personable. We know people that have met and interviewed Aaron Rodgers, and they say wonderful things. He'd be absolutely great, but they get Aaron Rodgers, and maybe they make a big run, and they're good for a year or two, and then two years later, we're having these same conversations. <laughs> Is he washed up? Is he washed? Is it over? All right, well, this, you know... It's not just uh, Bobby Axelrod on Twitter. It's also we've got Mike Tannenbaum oh. from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Look, their quarterback next year, in all probability, is either going to be Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers. Is that the all probability uh, right all there? All probability. That, uh, that, that This is a lot of mind reading on, on the social media this past week. I guess that's what happens when you lose. Um, like I said, I'd love Aaron Rodgers. Man, I don't know about Jimmy G. I mean, the guy wins a lot of games, but what a cast he's got around him. Always running the ball, big defense. I, I don't know if he's the guy that can do it himself. Is Jimmy G that much better than like Mason? I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's maybe that's me. Feel free to uh, send the hate mail. I, I don't see Jimmy G. I just I don't see us bringing in, you know, it's just because we haven't done it doesn't mean we've seen a lot of uh, break in tradition over the years from Minka to mm-hmm. uh, you name it. But I just haven't seen us bring in a big name free agent, right. you know, even even a Jimmy G type of cal. You know, we've right. brought in a Charlie Batch type mm-hmm. of caliber. Mm-hmm. We've brought in a. Uh, Kent Graham, type right? Of Kent Graham, absolutely. It, uh, uh, you know, it, it, I guess the only thing that I could see something like, and I don't, again, I don't know the timeline of next thing and next year and try, how this would all work. And I'm, you know, I can't tell you what's going to happen this evening, much less what's going to happen next spring. But I could see the calls, something like this really happening if they're in a position where, hey, they can't get 
one of these top quarterbacks in the first round or they can't even get whoever the big second round quarterback is, you know, then I could see like, okay, we're going to try, we're going to do things a new way because we have to, like they did with TJ's contract, like they did with, you know, uh, negotiating with Roethlisberger at different times where you have to change things just based on circumstances you've never faced before. Well, here, how about, I mean, what's more likely you, t- I mean, this, I hate hypotheticals and I'm right. sorry for putting this out there. I apologize. <laughs> Well, what? we're making fun of them for the most part, if it's any consolation. Yeah. What's, what's more likely, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G or Andy Dalton? Uh, I, I, I find it hard to believe that they would bring Andy Dalton in for anything other than like, hey, we've got the same way the Bears did. Like, hey, we got this big prospect we like. We don't want him to get absolutely destroyed in the first four games while he's still literally learning the playbook. Here's a guy that can maybe keep us within, you know, enough for us to get like the blocked punt or the, the defensive interception retired for a touchdown. Like, but even then, Andy Dalton next year is not going to be any better than Mason. He's just not. I, no matter what you think of Mason, that's not going to be the case. Like, all right. Okay. Good. These are all good points. Let's briefly. I know everything has been talked about already, but let's <laughs> let's talk about this this blocked field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think maybe this this is really all we need to talk about from at Will Toller number one. The NFL is the WWE staged, scripted, meant to get people in their feelings. Um, how you know? I, I'm not saying that it is scripted, but man, every game seems to come within a score of the spread. I don't know right. if that's a scientific thing or not. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, as, as someone that has had some interactions with, you know, betting websites and the people that run them, those folks aren't good at their jobs. Like they didn't end up there <laughs> by accident. It, um, but I mean, I, I, it's interesting that this guy's it, this guy's tweet is the NFL is a WWE stage scripted meant to get people in their feelings. Of all the tweets we've read, this is definitely one of the ones that is the most in this guy's feelings because that's how you get to this conspiratorial thing when you when you're I mean that, that's how you get your feelings react something has happened that hurts you and you can't place it or figure out why it happened then you automatically you know uh, uh, dark aspersions uh, uh, shadowy conspiracies that's you yeah. know and, it, and maybe beyond sports maybe I don't know right. you know yes. uh, what about and like and one more on this field goal mm-hmm. Gene Steratore himself now you know if you were watching the game the announcers were awfully quiet yeah, uh, you know about this different. but mm-hmm. then after the game Gene went on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, you know certain infractions are easy to see from the field level but from the angles I've seen unless Steelers were lined up in the neutral zone the players move simultaneously with the snap which would mean no foul. It, it, it is. I mean, which, by the way, to translate Gene Steratore speak, that means this was a terrible call. Like, yeah. that's what all of that means. I, I do like the part how his caveat is, unless the Steelers were lined up in the neutral zone, which is the one part that you can empirically see on, <laughs> on the video. Like, there is no doubt is that, that that's not the case. Do we need, uh, you know, are we going to have to be like uh, like the NHL in the ni- late 90s where we're going to have to put a line out on the ball <laughs> so you everyone can see where the line is where the ball is i mean what you know the purpose of replay because mm. we're old enough to remember when there wasn't oh, replay my, oh my god i mean was, I, you know remember the colts oh, uh, the hail mary in the playoffs absolutely. and it's and i mean and that you know and, and and i remember i was there and i remember you know harbaugh you could see him on the field and that you watch the you know if you watch the tapes out or him pointing at you know the 
at this point, deeply pixelated scoreboard at uh, uh, Three River Stadium saying he caught it when, like, he clearly didn't. But that would be the kind of thing we would have reviewed forever if there had actually been a, you know, imagine if he had caught it, like, which he did not. But, yeah. You know, so we we remember the era before replay, Mm -hmm. and the purpose of replay Mm -hmm. is to get it right. You know, the reason we look at it is to get it right. And I know you can't replay an offensive uh, penalty. You, You know, you can't replay a flag unless it's pi mm-hmm. well why you know why not if the if the purpose is to get it right and not it's not always going to go our way you know right. maybe oh, yeah. we might have lost a tripping penalty maybe <laughs> in this game it's but entirely if, possible. if the yeah. purpose is to get it right why can't we challenge uh or, or at least review because it wouldn't take long to review oh, yeah. that play well i think and i think just to kind of piggyback on what you said there because i agree about you know per, uh, pass interference thing there's always going to be a level of interpretation to that which is hey did you hand check the guy does it where something with like offsides that does not involve a personal interpretation that does not involve that is uh, yes or no up or down it's not something that someone would have to debate or be like does that you know does that does it cross the threshold of offsides no so that that would be the kind of thing i wouldn't be at all surprised in the next couple of years they do make it that you can challenge offside what about holding what see about that, off- but see but that that gets back to interpretation if i you know it's it's i can't ever touch your chest i can't ever touch your shoulder pads that's ridiculous that again that gets back to the interpretive aspect of it whereas offsides false start these things are yes or no like then again you can't yeah you're not gonna be able to challenge false start because the place whistled dead but yeah still offsides you maybe could all right, enough. We're, no, because mm-hmm. we're gonna we could complain about the refs. Let's get right. to let's get to some good news. This okay. is uh, this is some off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with uh, by Chris Muller, not mm-hmm. to be confused with the Chris Muller from the fan. I definitely got confused there. I this is a, this on Twitter. this is a Chris yeah. Muller who I think uh, does work for PPG. I yeah, think. some yeah yeah. Anyway, wow. Mm-hmm. Just watched Juju pay for a woman's entire cart of groceries at Giant Eagle. She couldn't find her debit card. Sent out a friend to check the car. He came back behind her. No one realized it was him, and he paid it. No questions asked. That's wonderful. These are the kinds of things you wish you see more of. It, and it's, I, I actually just went to the Uber and forgot my wallet in my car uh, in the past week, so I know exactly how you know maddening this can be. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've been at the self checkout and realized <laughs> I didn't have my wallet on me, and then I've, and went back and then returned each right. item because I felt guilty. Uh, oh, I like try to hide the thing when that happens. You know what I mean? Like just kind of get a quarter. Like okay, no one's going to take all this barbecue sauce I have. Like, yeah. Now, it took a minute. I know this isn't something that happened on the field. So, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone is going to pick up this right away. But this wasn't picked up by, you know, a lot of my favorite Steeler sites <laughs> right away. It wasn't until, you know, some other personalities came in with their hot takes. Uh, we'll, we'll call it, you know, not until Madden came out there and was basically saying how it doesn't matter and said it was a setup uh, that people started kind of taking a look at this. But I think this shows you who Juju really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he isn't just the guy on TikTok. He's not just the receiver looking out for number one. He's part of the community. He's been since he was drafted. He, you know, he came back to the team this year for less money. Nobody does that. Uh, nobody. Nobody. Right. You know, so uh, and I think that. This may not translate on the field, but I think it shows you what kind of player he is on the in the field. Oh, absolutely. Passionate. I imagine more of these sites would have picked it up if he paid for those ladies' groceries while he was on top of a milk crate. 
Oh sure, you know if it was if right. it was, if he if he posted it on TikTok, right, right, then it would. But he didn't yeah. because he didn't need that. Kind of, yeah, I uh, no, I agree with you. I mean, it, just because somebody likes to have fun and maybe misses a player or two doesn't mean they're a bad person. All right, one more one mm-hmm. more little off the field thing. This is from uh, Maurice Claret at wow. Reese Claret one one no just uh, just thirteen. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the entire Steeler organization for having me out today. Everyone knows Mike Tomlin is special to me. Mm. He never met me. Prior to today, but wrote me a letter when I was in prison, encouraging me to continue my life. Uh, everyone knows the Mo Claret story, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State superstar. Oh, just unbelievable if you ever saw him play. Yeah. Uh, what, drafted by the Broncos? Is it oh, I forget. I, I don't even remember where he drafted. I, I barely remember him playing in the league. I just still yeah. remember him running through Miami for uh, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, this guy mm-hmm. was the big, the biggest uh, OSU uh, running back since Eddie George. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, but, but. Uh, couldn't keep it couldn't keep it together off right. the field and mm-hmm. went to, you know went to jail but the fact that you know Tomlin reached out to never met him right. reached out to him uh, I think it you know and, and and people say oh well Tomlin's a, a players coach yeah this is what <laughs> this is this why. is what players coach do <laughs> right this okay? is the kind of thing. <laughs> so you know we love Pittsburgh PA that's right that's Mike <laughs> T right there so you know all these people that want to fire Tomlin is this the kind of person you want to fire you know this is the kind of CEO, I wish more companies had. Uh, I don't know. What 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 do you I see? Mean, what I mean, what I see when I can't tell you how many times you read something about this with Tomlin, uh, this tweet, or there was another one where Tomlin, I think, explained why he in this past week about how he talks to the out of uh, the the media for the opposing team, and you just read the mentions, which of course is never ever a good idea. But I decided <laughs> to wait in there this time, and it was fascinating. I can't tell you how many different you know people with Ravens icons and different teams are like, look, I hate the Steelers, but I do love this man. Like this is a good man. This is you know he makes it hard to hate the Steelers. I think somebody pointed out at one uh, time, but um, but yeah, and I think that's true. I mean, this is you know the the role of a head coach is obviously to be a head coach. That's the job, but you can't put a premium on also being an ambassador for the city and for the people within it. And Mike Tomlin has certainly been exemplary in that since the very beginning. I think you know if you read Cower's book, and I think the same similar thing has been said about Tomlin. You know, when they went in for their interviews, it was what how they talked about. You know, making these players men of the community mm-hmm. is really what, you know, got the got their foot in the door. It wasn't just their X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We're, we're going way long. Let's uh, let's just get to one final word here Please. from at Yin's fans. The highlight of the Steelers game has been the sweatshirts on the sidelines. Part of the NFL crucial catch collection available from our sponsors, <laughs> Fanatics. <laughs> Uh, you know, we we asked. I remember at the beginning of the, of the game, we were, we were like, "Where are the, where are the pink shoes and pink jerseys?" Right. Uh, and it, instead, we got the uh, is it a, is it a rainbow freckles? I don't know what is this. I mean, you thought it was rainbow freckles. I, I said to you when we were watching the game, it felt like when you're watching the bad sci-fi movie and they go into hyperspace and they use yes. the warp drive. It looks kind of like that. Like it's Sulu to Heinz Field. Right? Yes. I mean, it looked, but like the, it wasn't. They were going straight. They were going off in a direction, kind of like it was. I mean, it was it was different. Like it's the kind of thing I can absolutely see. Like if you know, months from now, regardless of what happens with the season, I'm at like a bar and p- visiting with my uh, you know, being friends or family. I've had a couple drinks. Some of those are out front, like deeply on sale. Me being like, would I wear that to the gym? <laughs> who's, who's who's whose number are you getting on your crucial catch? <laughs> 
Oh, no, no. I'm just getting the hoodie with as much like hyperspace on it as possible, as much like raindrops or whatever that is. You know, it, uh, yeah, I look at those. It's always very much dog in a fan trying to figure out what's happening. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, all right. We got, you know, it's 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 Broncos week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of these games we're, we will win. So we're going to yes. have. And when those tweets come, oh, we're going to get back at all you haters. Oh, we're going to be obnoxious. And we're going to finally, you know, put our Ben jerseys on. I can't wait for that. All right. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a show. It's been another great show. Yes, it has. Uh, until next week. You know, uh, I'm. At Kyle Kreiss on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Greg, where can we find you uh, on the internet? At Greg Benevent. Uh, G-R-E-G, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So we'll be back next Friday here on the Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. Uh, until then, keep tweeting. But, you know, but... but just, I'll, chill. I'll, just, just, <laughs> just chill. Just chill. Just chill.